0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا اللهم ارنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه Wa al-batla batlan warzukna ihtinaba Rabbi israh sadri wa yassirli amri wahlul uqdatam min lisani Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Welcome to the reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bid-u's-Zaman Said Nursi podcast series This is Mustafa Tuna You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org In this episode, inshallah, we will continue reading the 10th word. The 10th word is about the verity of the hereafter, of life after death. It is about the reality of bodily resurrection and the proofs that we can find for that in the cosmos that we live in, in the world that we observe on a day-to-day basis under the guidance of the Qur'an. This is a lengthy treatise. Ustad Nursi first gave us an example, a representational story, a metaphorical story, in which he laid out the cognitive pattern that we need to follow in order to understand the truths that are then in the third section of the treatise actually laid out. And now we are reading these truths in each of these truths we look at the reflections of one or some of God's names the manifestations of one or some of God's names and we see a pattern in the cosmos then we ask ourselves the one who causes this pattern that is our Lord what do we expect from him when seemingly everything disappears when we die and our world dies or at some point in the future this entire physical realm that we can observe on a day-to-day basis dies and the patterns that we observe in the cosmos tell us that there has to be life after death and that is corroborated by the Quran then we have certain knowledge we have certainty that there is life after death there is bodily resurrection that is what we would expect from the lord that we learn about in the quran in his own words and in the cosmos which is his other book which is his signs so we read through six of these truths and inshallah today we will continue with the seventh bismillah the seventh truth. hufz Jilvesidir. This is the gate of preservation and the conduct of being the preserver, and it is a reflection of the names the preserver and the watchful. Hafiz uh, and Raqib, the preserver and the watchful. We said the gate of preservation and the conduct of being the preserver If we were to go with a less careful translation, we could probably say the gate of preservation and preservation, because the words here are health and hafizliyet. Health is preservation. We could also say protection. So we could translate this root hafaza in both uh, in both ways, either as preserver or as the protector. But the context of this truth uh, makes the the word preserve more appropriate hafz is preservation and hafiziyat is also preservation but in a slightly different sense because hafz is the act and the the consequence of the act of preservation hafiziyat on the other hand is made from the name and hafiz so the conduct of the one who is hafiz Is hafiziyyat. We will translate this as the conduct of being the preserver it may sound a bit clumsy but it is more accurate more precise and we want to have a more precise understanding of the text that we are studying because sometimes there are important nuances that when come when they come together amount to important truths that open up gates in, uh, through our hearts to the knowledge of our lord and we don't want to miss that so the names that these uh, gates are the reflections of are the preserver hafiz or in Arabic Hafil, and uh, raqib the watchful the one who is observing who is overlooking who is um aware looking observing and also Making sure that things happen in the way that they should be happening. Hiç mümkün müdür ki, gökte, yerde, karada, denizde, yaş kuru, küçük büyük, adi ali, her şeyi intizam ve mizan içinde muhafaza edip, bir türlü muhasebe içinde neticelerini eleyen bir hafiziyet. İnsan gibi büyük bir fıtratta, hilafeti kübra gibi bir rütbede, Emaneti kübra gibi büyük vazifesi olan beşerin rububiyeti ammeye temas eden amelleri ve fiilleri muhafaza edilmesin, muhasebe eleğinden geçirilmesin, adalet terazisinde tartılmasın, şayesle ceza ve mükafat çekmesin. Hayır, asla. A long sentence, a paragraph long sentence. Um, it is also a bit convoluted. Probably because Ustad Nursi would dictate these treatises to his students and oftentimes it was in the form of an oral teaching that did not necessarily conform to the uh, more precise formalities of written language. While translating we are going to try to overcome uh, some of those difficulties inshallah. Some of the difficulties that arise from this format inshallah. Is it at all possible? So this is a, a way to start these truths that we should by now be familiar with. All the truths up, up to this point started with this expression. Is it at all possible? And that is a logical argument that Ustad Nursi is using in order to lay these truths out before us in order to demonstrate the truthfulness of these Proofs, is it at all possible, we are going to ask, if something is possible, if it is not possible, then it is impossible, and if it is impossible, the opposite of it is necessary. Is it at all possible that in the presence of the conduct of preservation that preserves everything, whether wet or dry, small or big, ordinary or lofty, in the sky, on the ground, on earth, or in the sea, everything a conduct of preservation or the conduct of preservation we see that it is here we see that there is a preserver and his conduct is preserving and he is doing it everything is being preserved is it at all possible that in the presence of this conduct of preservation that takes place in a state of perfect order and balance and that sifts through their outcomes the outcomes of everything that's being preserved in some way of accounting so it is not only they are not only preserved but their outcomes are also saved sorted and evaluated as to the, the the value that they accrue so is it at all possible that in the presence of A conduct of preservation that we just defined. That we see all around. The deeds and acts of the like of man. So in the presence of that preservation, is it at all possible that the deeds and acts of the like of man, who has the great human nature, a rank like that of the supreme vicegerency? And the duty like the supreme trust is it at all possible that his deeds that touch upon general lordship will not be preserved sifted through the sieve of accounting weighed on the scale of justice and given due punishment and reward is it at all possible we look around and we see preservation That is the pattern that we observe in the cosmos. And then we relate it to the Lord who is the creator and sustainer of this cosmos, this creation. And then we understand that this is his conduct. This is what he does and this is how he does things. Then we turn around and look at one of his creatures, the human being. But we also understand that the human being is not an ordinary commonplace creature. The human being is a special creature. He has a rank like that of the supreme vicegerency. He is given the great human nature that it is given. And he is also charged with the duty of the supreme trust. And of course we need to think about these a little bit. what do we mean by the the great human nature, the great innate human nature? The word is futra. Futra is the original uncorrupted nature that a person has or that a thing has. So for instance, this uh, some of the, the listeners may, remember from the hadith in which the prophet says that all babies all children are born according to the uncorrupted innate nature and that is Islam and then as time passes their parents make them into Christians Jews non-believers or whatever so when a baby is first born characteristics that the baby comes with into this world that is the futra and the human futra the uncorrupted human nature is a great one it is that uncorrupted human nature that is equipped with all the tools all the instruments that one would need in order to observe the cosmos observe reality and see God's signs in it and then by using those signs and the intellect of course which is also a part of the uncorrupted human nature to know God to appreciate God to glorify God to worship God it is the uncorrupted human nature that that is adorned with the beauty of this capacity And therefore it is raised human beings are raised to the rank of the supreme vicegerency it is the human beings who have this capacity and therefore they are going to be the ones on earth or in the cosmos who are going to have the responsibility and privilege to be overseeing everything else it is for instance going to be the human beings who will have the responsibility to look at the firmament on a clear night see the beauty of the stars and how they are organized and arranged and say subhanallah glory be to god therefore the duty of the supreme trust the responsibility of the supreme trust is also given to the human beings and there are more than one ways that scholars have interpreted this term, the supreme trust, Kubra uh, is the Turkish uh, phrase that Ustad Nursi used here. It may be the uh, human partial will, which is a distinguishing aspect of the human, uh, uncorrupted human nature or human nature in, in general, even when it is corrupted, the, the partial human will is, is there, right? how do we use it the responsibility of using the partial will that is given to us as a part of our existence this is one of the uh, interpretations of the amana the trust that is given to human beings another may be that when god created us all human beings our spirits he gathered us and he asked us am I not your Lord and we all eventually said yes you are our Lord and we gave him our allegiance and this again is a trust and these are related to one another it is the human partial will that we use that we are charged with the responsibility of using In a sense, we are coerced to use in order to preserve that trust because If we did not have the ability to break the trust, that would not be a trust. So to wrap this up, it is the preserver that we see Who is preserving everything in the creation, wet or dry, small or big, ordinary or lofty, in the sky, on the ground, on earth or in the sea, in a state of perfect order and balance. And we also see that he is sifting through their outcomes in some way of accounting. Let's see the seeds of a a tree, the seeds that are falling off a fruit tree. Right, not all of those seeds become trees, but some, those who are the most capable of, most deserving of those who pass the test eventually become a tree. So there is accounting that's taking place, that is preservation that's taking place, and it's everywhere, even it applies even to the smallest, tiniest, most insignificant things. Then how can it not apply to the human being, the like of man who has the great human nature, uncorrupted human nature, who has a rank like that of the supreme vicegerency and a duty like the supreme trust? How can it be that his deeds that touch upon general lordship will not be preserved? Sifted through the sieve of accounting, weighed on the scale of justice, and given due punishment and reward, or reward. And that touch upon the general lordship refers to what we just talked about God is the Lord of all the creatures, everything in the creation in general and in particular his lordship applies to the generals and the particulars he is the lord of all flowers and the particular violet particular uh, rose that is blooming in the garden that you might take in your hand or go touch smell that particular flower he is the lord of all stars and he is the lord of the sun and each and every one of these creatures are responsible to their lord to the extent that they are his slaves the sun has the duty of fulfilling its slavehood before god as the lord of the sun that particular rose flower has the responsibility duty of fulfilling its slavehood before its Lord, as its Lord. Human beings on the other hand, have the responsibility of fulfilling their slavehood before the Lord of the realms. They have the responsibility to fulfill their slavehood, worshipful slavehood, as their parti- they, the, the Lord of their particular entities, i.e. God is my Lord and I have a responsibility to worship Him as my Lord but as a human being because that great uncorrupted human nature and that vicegerency and that supreme trust relate me to the entire creation I also have a responsibility to fulfill my worshipful slavehood before Him as the Lord of everything. How come then? while everything is preserved my deeds that touch upon this general lordship in addition to my deeds that relate to my particular slavehood before my lord how can the deeds of the human being that relate to that general lordship not be preserved how can he not be held accountable for it how can the outcomes of those deeds and acts not, not be sifted through the sieve of accounting, not be, not be held accountable, not be subjected to accounting, not weighed on the scale of justice, and not given due punishment or reward? How come that be possible? And St. Nursi finishes this sentence by responding. This is a rhetorical question and he responds to it saying, No, never. It is not possible. We started by asking, Is it at all possible? And we answered, saying, No, it is not possible. Then it is impossible, then the opposite of that is necessary, which means that the deeds of the human being will be preserved. They will be subjected to accounting. Man will be held accountable for his deeds. Those deeds will be weighed on the scale of justice and accordingly, man will be given due punishment or reward. Evet, şu kainatı idare eden zat her şeyi nizam ve mizan içinde muhafaza ediyor. Yes, the one, the entity, God, the one who administers this cosmos preserves everything in order and balance. Nizam ve mizan ise ilim ile ve irade ile kudretin Order and balance result from um, knowledge and wisdom and will and power. Order and balance result from one, knowledge and wisdom, and two, will and power. One who does not know and does not have wisdom in the sense that does not know How things relate to one another and how one thing leads to something else. The outcomes, the end results of things. One who does not know cannot relate things to one another in a harmonious way. In a way that will make sense. In a way that will reveal order and balance. And one who does not have will and power, even if he knew how things related to one another, will not be able to actualize what that knowledge entails. So if we look around and see order and balance, this means order and proportionality, balance or proportionality. This means that there is someone out there who is doing this and he is doing it with knowledge, wisdom, will and power. Çünkü ki her masnu gayet ve because we see that every artifact, everything that is created in an artful way, every artifact is created in an orderly and balanced way, in an orderly and balanced way when it comes into existence. We see it in existence and when, and when we see it, we see it in an orderly and balanced, proportionate way. Hem hayatı müddetince değiştirdiği suretler dahi birer intizamlı olduğu halde heyet-i mecmuası da bir intizam tahtındadır. Moreover, the forms that it changes into throughout its life, each are orderly. And the collective sum of those forms that emerges from its existence over time is also subject to an order. Think of a a pine tree for instance you have a concept of pine tree in mind because you have seen many pine trees and you know what a pine tree looks like at various stages of its uh, span of of life and then you take a particular pine tree and you start observing it and you see that there is perfect order and proportionality in the way that it is growing first Um, splitting of the seed and there comes out this green shoot from it and it is equipped with all the necessary instruments in order to turn the nutrition and energy and so on so forth that it finds in its environment into something that's going to enable it to grow and as as it grows you see that there emerges a stem and then starts branching out and then the pine needles are emerging from this and you'll see that this is all done almost as if according to a blueprint. It grows to a certain point and then stops. It grows in a particular direction that it needs to grow in order to continue its life and keep growing. And all of its parts help one another. The roots suck the nutrients from the ground. The leaves take the light from the sun and the, uh, and the um. Uh, carbon from the atmosphere and photosynthesize and turn it into cells that the tree needs in order to grow. And there is, again, enormous order in all of this. Everything is happening according to, as if according to a blueprint that was in place, as if it was prepared by uh, some designers in some designing company. And now we are in a factory where engineers and masters are are using the material that is given to them to build, construct this artifact according to that blueprint. So we look and we see that there is perfect order and proportionality, perfect order and balance, not only in the pine tree that we observe at any given moment of its life, but also in the image that emerges from us putting all those images of the pine tree throughout its life together. What comes out of the little shoot that comes out of the just split seed perfectly relates to the enormous Three that we observe, let's say, on a mountain skirt and that we can uh, benefit from the shade of. It's all there. It is all proportionate and orderly. There is perfect order and balance in all of this. Zira görüyoruz ki vazifesinin bitmesiyle ömrüne nihayet verilen ve şu alemi şehadetten göçüp giden her şeyin Hafiz-i Zülcelal birçok suretlerini elvah mahfuzah hükmünde olan hafızalarda ve bir türlü misali aynelerde hıfzedip, ekser tarihçiye hayatını çekirdeğinde neticesinde nakşedip yazıyor. This is because we see that the majestic preserver, preserves many images of the forms of everything the lives of which come to an end upon the completion of their duties and and and that depart from this realm of witnessing he preserves the forms of their images in memories that are like like preserved tablets and in sort of mirrors that reflect similitudes he engraves and writes most of the biographical account of their lives in their seeds and makes them last in mirrors pertaining to the outer and inner worlds now our attention here needs to be on the on that uh, collective some of those forms that emerge from the images of a thing throughout its lifetime we need to uh, internalize that a bit better in order to understand what's going on here we talked about the seed of the pine tree we talked about the seed splitting and a shoot coming out and then this becoming a tiny seedling and then growing a bit more and a bit more and a bit more and eventually becoming that enormous pine tree on the skirt uh, on the mountain skirt and we know that throughout the the the period that this tree grew up to the point that it is now let's say in a hundred years the form that it had at any given moment was harmonious with all the forms before and after it did not contradict itself at any point the seed had the necessary uh, genetic information that uh, that was to be used in order for the tree to grow and become what it is and ultimately when the tree grew and became a mature tree it started to, to um, grow cones and from those cones there came out these seeds that are so similar, almost identical, but not identical, so similar to the very seed that was at the beginning. There is balance and proportionality. There is harmony. There is connection. That There is correspondence between the beginning and the end and everything in between. How can this be possible if this is not being done by someone who has first of all knowledge wisdom will and power and in particular particularly relating to this tree the knowledge wisdom knowledge and wisdom of the various states of the tree the functions of the seed the uh, functions and relations of the various parts of the tree with one another and how they relate to the earlier and later states later forms that this tree is going to take we know that the one who creates this tree and sustains it throughout its life or from another point of view continually creates it has the knowledge of what is there in the past and what is to come he preserves that knowledge this is because now We will read the sentence that we read before once again after this explanation. This is because we see that the majestic preserver preserves many images, many images of the forms of everything, the lives of which come to an end upon the completion of their duties. Right? The tree at year three had a particular form, an image, particular design, particular engineering at age 3 but it is not there anymore it disappeared, in a sense it died it came to an end when the tree is at age 10 me at age 5 does not exist from my point of view in the material substantive form that existed when I was 5 and me Today will not be in existence tomorrow. However, me today relates perfectly to me at age five, and me at age five actually related perfectly to me today. This is possible, this is possible because the majestic preserver has the knowledge of in advance and preserves the images of the forms of everything the lives of which come to an end upon the completion of their duties and that depart from this realm of witnessing so they departed from this realm of witnessing but they are now preserved their images are preserved where in memories in memories that are like preserved tablets and sort of mirrors that reflect similitudes the seed of the tree disappeared but it is preserved in a sort of mirror, what could that be? Well, the very entity of the tree preserved the knowledge that was necessary to remake the tree and when it became mature enough and started to grow cones in its cone now we look and see that there are many seeds that are copies, that are similitudes Of that particular seed that was there at the beginning. And then, if there are conscious beings around, it is also preserved in their memories. I remember me in general. I remember me when I was five. I remember me when I was ten. Those who knew me at that age and who are still alive remember me. The angels who observed me remember me. Right? So these are these memories and these sort of mirrors are like preserved tablets. Mahfuz. So what is Mahfuz? Preserved tablet. And of course, this is a Quranic expression. At the end of Surah Al-Buruj, God refers to the Mahfuz where the uh, where where the Quran is preserved. And scholars have Explained that Lefimahfuz is actually where everything is written because we also know that everything small or big, wet or dry, is in the Quran. So everything is preserved, written, recorded in this whatever it is, the nature of it, the quidity of it. We do not know, we cannot know. But everything is written, preserved there. Here Stad Nursi gives us a side note. He says, Hashiah side note see the side note of the seventh proof and of course we uh, read the seventh proof early on at the beginning of our uh, study of the tenth word probably it may be the fourth episode of the tenth uh, word very briefly ustad norsi tells us over there think of a registry citizenship registry If you go around the country and see in the hands of everybody an ID, and then all these IDs have particular numbers that are assigned to them, you would understand that these ID books relate to a registry somewhere where, where the number on the ID book is going to have a correspondence. And then that registry is going to have the information of the IDs of everybody in the country. Or in another example, If you see small streams flowing all in a particular direction, you will understand from this, you can infer from this, that when they all come together, there will be a great river. Because you know, you see that they're all flowing in the same direction. right? But let's take the example of the IDs. If we see that there are small instances of preservation, in seeds and in memories, in spores. If we see that there are instances of preservation, small instances of preservation, then this, this leads to a greater place where, where all this information is preserved. This indicates, tells us the possibility of, indicates the possibility of a larger place where all that information is compiled right this is the basic idea but for a deeper understanding more detailed more perhaps even more convincing uh, explanation of this phenomenon please go and listen to the side note of the seventh proof and I, again I think it is supposed to be the fourth episode of the tenth word so we see that the majestic preserver preserves many images of the forms of everything The lives of which come to an end upon the completion of their duties and that depart from this realm of witnessing in in memories. He preserves their images in memories that are like preserved tablets and sort of mirrors that reflect similitudes. He engraves and writes most of the biographical accounts of their lives in their seeds and makes them lust. In mirrors pertaining to the outer and inner worlds our memories in a sense to make this uh, to give a simple example for this our memories relate to the inner world the bottom and those seeds relate to the outer world the information in the seeds when Ustad Nursi was writing about this and the genes were not identified fully yet at that time it was an aspect of the inner world we did not know what exactly was going on in the seeds now we know better and to the extent that we know better it became it moved from the inner world to the outer world. Mesela Beşerin Hafızası ağacın meyvesi meyvenin çekirdeği, çiçeğin tohumu, kanun hafiziyetin azameti hatasını gösteriyor. So to, in a sense, to sum up all of this, Ustad noticing says, for example, the human being's memory, the tree's fruit, the fruit's kernel, and the flower's seed demonstrate the tremendous comprehensiveness of the law of the conduct of the preserver. Wherever we look around, we see this conduct. And therefore, this conduct is something that we observe in the cosmos and it tells us an attribute and the conduct of the one who created this cosmos, who is sustaining it and who is its preserver. Görmüyor musun ki, baharın hep çiçekli, meyveli bütün mevcudatı ve bunların kendilerine göre bütün sahayifi amali ve teşkilatının kanunları ve suretlerinin timsalleri, mahdud bir miktar tomcuklar içinde yazarak muhafaza ediliyor. Do you not see that all of the flowering and fruitful beings of the immense spring, their pages of deeds that are peculiar to each, their laws of constitution and the similitudes of their forms are preserved by being written in, in a limited number of small seeds imagine one spring at any point somewhere there is a spring like climate around the world so imagine the spring that one person can possibly perceive in his or her limited environment even in that limited environment imagine how many how many flowers herbs plants fruits Insects, other creatures, animals, are born, live, and complete their lives when the winter comes. But look at the spring. Look at the teeming life in the spring. Do you not see that all of the flowering and fruitful beings of the immense spring, and I think to this we can add the insects too, how their pages of deeds are peculiar to each. So the rose bush will have a a genetic uh, code that is peculiar to the rose bush. And that is written in the seed or seedling uh, of the rose bush. And the ant is going to have a peculiar code that defines the, the ant and that's going to be written in the egg of the ant and these are like the pages of their deeds and also the outcomes of, the, of their deeds because the seed is the outcome of the entire effort of the rose bush throughout the spring. The egg is the outcome of the <laughs> entire ant nest throughout the, the time that they work on making sure that that egg is first laid and then preserved, and then and then you know, comes to fruition. Its outcome, the the next generation of ants come out of it. These are their pages of deeds, their laws of constitution, and the similitudes of their forms, their images, are preserved by being written in a limited number of small seeds and eggs. İkinci bir baharda, onlara göre bir muhasebe içinde sahife-i amellerini neşredip, kemal-i intizam ve hikmet ile koca diğer bir bahar alemini meydana getirmekle, hafiziyetin ne derece kuvvetli ihata ile cereyan ettiğini gösteriyor. With a calculation based on those, based on those seeds and eggs what is preserved, with a calculation based on those what is preserved, this demonstrates in a second spring, the strong degree of comprehensiveness at which the conduct of being the preserver works by rolling out the their flowering and fruitful beings, pages of deeds and bringing about another immense realm of spring. This happens in the second spring. The first spring, everything was born, they worked, their deeds were put in place, and their, the outcomes of their deeds were preserved in the seeds and eggs, and in the second spring, it's all rolled out. Acaba geçici, adi, bekasız, ehemmiyetsiz şeylerde böyle muhafaza edilirse? Alemi gaybda, alemi ahirette, alemi ervahta, rububiyet ammede mühim semere veren beşerin amelleri hıfs içinde gözetilmek suretiyle ehemmiyetle zapt edilmemesi kabil midir? If this is how preservation takes place in relation to temporary, ordinary, insignificant things that do not last can it be possible for the deeds of human beings that yield important fruits in the realm of the unseen in the realm of the hereafter in the realm of the spirits and under general lordship not be preserved not be given utmost attention and concern the answer is again no never can their deeds not be preserved with care and not be recorded with attention no never that is not possible in that case it is impossible in that case the opposite of that is necessary which means that the deeds of human beings will be preserved evet şu hafiziyetin bu surette anlaşılıyor ki Şu Judatun maliki mülkünde eden her şeyin inzibatına büyük bir var. Yes. It is understood from the manifestation of that conduct of preservation in this way that the owner of these existent beings shows great care and concern about recording and preserving everything that happens in his dominion. Hem hakimiyet vazifesinde nihayet derecede dikkat eder. Moreover, he demonstrates utmost care in his function as the sovereign ruler. Hem rububiyeti saltanatında gayet ihtimamı gözetir. Also, he exercises the lordship of his royal power with uttermost care and concern. The lordship of his royal power. He is the lord of everything and this relates to his royal power, sultana, sultanat in Turkish, because his sultanat will not accept the lordship of anybody else. So this relates to the general lordship that we talked about. God is one and he does not accept any partners, not in his entity, not in his essence, zat, not in his attributes but also not in his acts and conducts in the sense that he is the one who creates sustains provides beautifies and and takes the life of everything everything that we see is the outcome of the manifestation of god there is no partner He has royal power, utmost royal power and his lordship is a reflection of, relates to his royal power. So he exercises the lordship of his royal power with uttermost care and concern. And then we could theoretically think, so if he is the only one who is our lord, who is our um, caring master, who is the one who is caring for us? If he is the only one, then it would become utmost important to know whether he is—he has concern over us. He is caring about us. And we look and we see that, yes. We take a deep breath and we say, yes. He exercises his lordship with utmost care and concern over everything. O En küçük bir hadiseyi, en ufak bir yazar. This is so much so, to such an extent that he records even the smallest event, the tiniest service that is rendered and he has them written down. Mülkünde cereyan eden her şeyin suretini şeylerde hıfzeder. He preserves the images of everything that take place in his dominion in multiple things in multiple ways Şu hafiziyet işaret eder ki ehemmiyetli bir muhasebe-i amel defteri açılacak ve bilhassa mahiyetçe en büyük en mukerrem en müşerref bir mahluk olan insanın büyük olan amelleri mühim olan fiilleri mühim bir hesap ve mizana girecek sahifeyi amelleri neşredilecek Now the conclusion of this this conduct of being the preserver points out that an important book of deeds a register of deeds will be opened and especially the deeds of the greatest the most honored and the noblest of creatures with regard to his quiddity that is the deeds of the human being which are big and his acts which are important will be put through an important accounting and scale so a lot of descriptors are in the sentence and it became a bit difficult to translate let me try to go over it one more time this conduct of being the preserver hakimi yet points out that an important book of deeds will be opened and something will be shown there what is it that's going to be shown there many things will be shown but what is the most essential what is at the center especially the deeds of human beings and here there is a description of human beings. It, human beings are the most honored, the, the noblest of creatures, the great, the greatest, the most honored and noblest of creatures with regard to their quiddity, with regard to what they are, with regard to that uncorrupted human nature, that vicegerency and that trust. So their deeds will be preserved and, and shown in that book of deeds right and this is because their deeds are big and their acts are important their deeds that are big and acts that are important will be put through an important accounting and scale will be subject to an important accounting and will be put on the scale the pages of their deeds will be laid out Acaba hiç kabil midir ki insan hilafet ve emanetle mükerrem olsun rububiyetin külliyatı şu'ununa şahit olarak kesret dairelerinde bahtaniyet ilahyenin dellallığını ilan etmekle eksel mevcudatın tesbihat ve ibadetlerine müdahale edip zabitlik ve müşahitlik derecesine çıksın da sonra kabre gidip rahatla yatsın ve uyandırılmasın Is it at all conceivable is it at all possible that man will be honored with vicegerency and the trust he will be involved in the glorifications and worships of most existent beings remember the example of the firmament and the man looks at the sky and says, subhanallah and this is the fulfillment the completion utmost level of the completion of the of the worshipful slavehood of the star the firmament he will be involved in the glorifications and worships of most existent beings He will rise to the level of being a recorder and observer over them by witnessing the general corpus of the conducts of lordship and announcing the proclamation of essential divine oneness in the circles of multiplicity right the universe is full of multiplicity without god if you looked at the universe from the point of view of everything by themselves, in and of themselves, that becomes a, a, a multiverse. Not a universe, but a multiverse. It becomes a conglomerate of billions, trillions, of innumerable numbers of forces acting, acting upon one another. And the necessary outcome of that would be chaos however there is harmony there is cosmos cosmos and chaos are actually opposite words chaos is everything in disorder and cosmos everything in, in, in order we look around and we see order so man is the one who is charged with the responsibility of duty of announcing the proclamation of essential divine oneness in the circles of multiplicity Because it is his ability to observe and his intellect and consciousness that relates everything, all of those forces and their outcomes to one another at the level of observing, knowing, appreciating and glorifying. The star is not responsible for and is not capable of either of witnessing another star Witnessing the connection that it has with the other star. The forces of gravity and the, the light and whatever. In addition to the particular miracle that the star is, witnessing the miracle that emerges from the interaction of that one star with the billions of other stars in the cosmos. It is human consciousness that does this. And at the next stage, the human who has the consciousness and awareness and ability to perceive this is responsible for appreciating it and relating it to God and glorifying God for it and submitting the glorifications of each and everything, each thing particularly and everything altogether to the Lord of the realms, to the Rabbul Alameen. So, is it at all conceivable that the deeds of this man will not be preserved? He will enter the grave and lie there, just lie down there. He will not be awakened. He will not be questioned about all his deeds, small or big. He will not attend the assembly, mahshar, and be brought to the Supreme Tribunal. He is so important. He is so central. And we see that everything is being preserved and their outcomes are being laid out, are his deeds not going to be preserved and laid out, put to accounting, put on the scale? Üstad Nursi says, "Higher ve asla, no and never. Hem bütün gelecek zamanda olan mümkinata kadir olduğuna, Bütün geçmiş zamandaki mucizatı kudreti olan, mukat atı şehadet eden ve kıyamet ve haşre pek benzeyen kış ile baharı her vakit bilmüşahade icat eden bir kadir izülcelal'den insan nasıl ademe gidip kaçabilir? Toprağa girip saklanabilir. Moreover, how can man enter into an existence and escape or how can he hide under the earth from the majestic all powerful one? while all happenings of the past, which are his, that all-powerful ones, miracles of power, testify that he is powerful over all possible things of the future. What he did in the past is evidence proof that he will do in the, in the future. All happenings of the past, which are his miracles of power, testify that he is powerful over all possible things of the future. And as it is observed, he ever brings into existence the winter and the spring that are so similar to the hour of destruction and the assembly. We see that he is the one who has so much power and we see that every year in the winter he destroys and in the spring he brings back. How can man enter into non-existence and escape? Or how can he hide under the earth from him while his responsibilities are so great? He cannot. Madem bu dünyada ona like muhasebe görülüp hüküm verilmiyor, elbette bir mahkeme kübra, bir saadet uzmaya gidecektir. Since an accounting that befits him, God, is not taking place in this world since an accounting that befits that majestic all-powerful one is not taking place in this world and the judgment over them is not being passed of course this will move on to a supreme tribunal and then tremendously great felicity and of course that is for those who fulfill the responsibility of the supreme trust on earth um, here there's another hashi another side note but I think we are out of time inshallah in the next episode we continue studying the tenth word we will start by reading this side note and then move on depending on how time um, uh, works out move on to the eighth truth Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْعَلِيمُ الْحَكِيمُ وَآخِرِ الدَّوَاهُمْ أَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ الفاتحة